1: entrepreneurs intrapreneurs helping to diversify the industry this week on business of the Beat. just because
0: you don't have a budget for expert advice or you don't have you may not have access to expert teams doesn't mean you can't learn as much as you can and then try it a lot of what i do is reverse engineered <laughs> trust me
1: hi everyone i'm your host Kendra Bracken-Ferguson, and welcome to Business of the Beat. Today's guest is McKayba Lloyd, the CEO and founder of Butter by Kaba. But before we get started, don't forget to follow, rate, and subscribe to Business of the Beat on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. You don't want to miss an episode, and we love to hear from you. All right, everyone. After an educational tour through Egypt, McCabe Lloyd became inspired to learn about the art and process of perfumery and aromatherapy. She pursued her curiosity in the classrooms of the New York Open Center, New York Institute of Aromatic Studies, Pratt Institute, and the School of Lost Arts, with the focus in natural perfumery, aromatherapy, classic perfumery, and ancient Egyptian perfumery, she has earned multiple certifications. A member of the National Association of Holistic Aromatherapists, Makeba created Butter by Makeba NYC. Butter by Makeba offers quality, handcrafted, and unique aromatic personal care products and moisturizing fragrances. In the spirit of the passionate chef, Butter by Kaba blends, uses the process and technique of perfumery from the perspective of a certified aromatherapist. Butter by Kaba has been featured in Essence, Hello Beautiful, and many others. Makeva, welcome to Business of the Beat. I am so excited. This has been a long time coming for us to have this moment together, even though we've had many together in person. So I'm so excited to just dig in. And before we get started, we have to talk about your name. Can we start there? Yes. So for our listeners, I'm like, Makeba, McKeeba, McKeeba. And then I'm like, no, Makeba, Makeba, Makeba. So please correct us all and tell us the story and the origin.
0: So I'm a 70s baby, born in 74 in Harlem. My parents were sort of militant back then and they were big fans of Stokely Carmichael and Mary Makeba, who were married at the time. Miriam is a international icon she uh, was a south african singer born in johannesburg um she traveled the world singing um her beautiful songs and performing all over and her most popular song which is what most people are familiar with is pate pate right or pate pate and so i growing up i they, my parents and my mom my grandparents always called me makiba and I like the name Makiba. As a young girl, you know, my mom would tell me, you know, you can also pronounce your name Makiba. That's how South African culture pronounces your name, either one. I said, well, I like Makiba. And so <laughs> I went on through life as Makiba. And my grandfather used to call me Kiba, 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 Kiba. And that's how I came up with the name Butterby Kate. well now Kiba, ah. but. but he named me Kiba. And so uh, I went on through life. Through my, you know, teens until I, uh, until I was in my early twenties, working at a very hoity-toity um, urban health club, country, sort of country club, and. Um, there was a woman named Fumi who is a popular um, influencer now. Um, I believe she's from Nigeria. And we were in the steam room and she asked me my name because we would always speak. And she says, what is your name? I see you all the time. I said, it's Makiba." She says, like, you mean Mary and Makeba? I said, yeah. She says, your name is Makeba. <laughs> what is she went up She said, get it straight. Don't come around with this kiwi, kiwi, kiwi. Your name is Makeba. I said, okay. Um, and so, you know, flash forward, you know, I was working in advertising, you know, advertising, uh, executive placement, and we would have a lot of South African, uh, executives come in and who would say, Oh, Macaba, you know? And so I was just like, gosh, everyone is telling me that my name should be pronounced Macaba. And I said, like, you know what? It does sound a bit more, you know, classy and, and mature." So, you know what? I'm going to go buy Macaba from now on. And I became Macaba like in my early 20s. 20s. And so that's the story. But you know, when people say how do you want to pronounce your name? I say, either one. Depends on what you remember. <laughs>
1: you know what? I so appreciate that because I'm the person and I can hear it. And then I'm like, oh no, how do you say it? And I get in my own head. So you give people like me grace yes. to be like Makeba or Makeba, but know that we mean no disrespect. But the story of that. Because so much is cultural-based, right? It's cultural, and it's heritage, and it's the importance of a name. And even when you talk about Butter by Kiba, Butter by Kiba, there's so much in that name and so much that kind of sets us up for the awesomeness of this brand, which I cannot wait to dig into because I have to just brag on you, and then I want you to tell everyone the story. But you, let's talk about Education. New York Open Sooner, New York Institute of of Aromatic Studies, Pratt Institute, the School of Lost Arts, Natural Perfumery. I mean, you have such a rich history of education leading into your brand. So talk about your story to creating this brand, your time in Egypt, which I want to dig into, but tell us everything.
0: Okay. So, um, so I started this brand as really just a therapeutic hobby. I had no intention of starting a brand. I didn't wake up and say, you know, I want to start a a body care brand or I want to start a fragrance brand. I, um, have been a real estate broker for quite a long time, over 20 years. And, um, I was experimenting just as a weekend hobby with, um, body butter because I had super dry skin. I suffered from chronic dry skin, specifically on my legs. I would spend a lot. Most of my days were spent outside in the cold, running around the city, showing apartments. And I would come home after knowing that in the morning, I greased myself down and stuff, slathered myself down. I come home ashy. And so I started experimenting with making a body care product. And then one day someone gave me um, a body butter that I really liked But I couldn't find the person. He was a holistic chemist. And so I had this empty jar with, you know, some rubbed off ingredients. I said, you know what? I'm just going to go buy some shea butter and I'm going to try and, you know, remake this and figure something out. And that started me on my journey. Um, I took a vacation trip to Egypt. I was inspired through my mom. She um, kind of showered me with information about Egypt and the deities, and I had coloring books, Egyptian coloring books. Egyptian posters and so I was enamored with Egypt so when I finally had the opportunity because I can afford it I took the trip and that did it for me Um, learning about um, the culture learning about the importance of aromatics and perfumery and aromatherapy as a spiritual and medicinal practice Um, not just as a kind of like a a, an aesthetic um, um, application but also as um, medicine it encouraged me to experiment more in the practice of creating a fragrance. But also, you know, I came up with, the idea to infuse my, my body butter that I was already experimenting with and said, wow, this could help me, you know, not only just moisturize, but have a scent that stays on all day. Cause that was always my challenge is like remembering to put on a scent because I know how important it is when you're showing a space. Right. And for me, I showed construction sites and I, I, ta- I spoke about this a little bit uh, at our dinner. You know, it was always a challenge to present um, a space that didn't have a good smell, and I had no control over that. So the only thing I had control over is how I smelled. And if I could um, share that with my client. Then it just made the showing process that much nicer. And so that's what started me on my journey. Uh, My mom told me, You need to go take some classes because if you're going to be in here mixing and buying all these essential oils, you should go to the New York Open Center and, and get certified. She was a big certification person, you know, always in continuing ed of some sort. And I think that's because she never had the college going away to college experience. And neither did I, I stayed in New York, you know, I went to community college and I did an online, you know, BS, a bachelor of science, and, and then continued my studies from there. And so, yeah. And so I take off after her with that and just wanting to, you know, always learn and, and, and stay ahead of the, I was just looking at some courses today, like, oh, I want to take this, you know, as part <laughs> of just my own um, repertoire of information, um, because there's always something I can learn that I can apply in real life, I find. And so, and so, yeah, so that's how it started. Just me wanting to make a really nice product for myself and my friends. And then, um, I had a colleague and she was also a friend too, who said, you know, this body butter is really good. You know, you need to be selling this. She says, I'll, I'll buy my refills. I'm like, and she's like, how much do you want? $20? I'm like, $20. You want to pay me $20 for this jar of body butter? I'm like, sure. Okay. Um, but it wasn't, it, you know, the idea didn't excite me at the time because I was in new construction sales and we were opening buildings left and right. And I was enamored in that and immersed in that. But I I respected my craft as um, as a creative person. And and the, I would spend my weekends making blends and, and fragrances and body butters because it soothed my senses. It balanced out the hardness of real estate and made and just create brought softness to my life um, that I needed. Um, and so, yeah. And, and so I just continued from, you know, I've, I've been making body butter since 2005 wow. and I um, incorporated and started paying taxes on butter by Kaba in 2010. But I I took her advice and I, I went out on the street and registered for the weekend West village street, you know, fair. And I did that every week on the weekends. And, um, and yeah, I continued from there. You know, whenever I had, whenever I was invited, people love the product. I put up, a, I built my own website. My first two websites I built myself, you know, and, um, I, I continued. Um, and then one day I got a phone call from Jackie Reed. Um, uh, <laughs> she, she found my product in a nail salon. And she said, girl, she called me at eight o'clock in the morning. She said, girl, I love your body butter. I said, what? I said, who is this? She said, it's Jackie. It's me. And uh, and so we became friends and I continued to ship her. She was my best customer. You know, she would tell me about all the stories of her experiences wearing my product. And one day she was in the airport and, and Patty LaBelle tracked her down and said, like, you got to give me what you have on and she had to <laughs> take it out of her bag and give her some. And all that, and it was just, it just gave me the confidence to keep going, you know, because I really made the product for myself, you know, and it it wasn't my intention initially to. Put it on the market but I realized that oh this is something that people enjoy I should share it and my and my colleague reminded me you should really share this and so I said okay I, I'll put some money into this and I'll I'll make a logo and I'll register the brand and you know I'll do this and, and still do my real estate but do this as a as a side passion project.
1: Well and there's so many things that, that you mention here because there's the longevity of what you're doing there's the education there's the authenticity i was doing this for myself and now i'm doing it for others and you also talk about the important role of in 2010 you decided to pay taxes so let's let's talk about this evolution because i also like you know sometimes people think that you leave something because you don't enjoy it or because you don't like it and it's not necessarily that, it's also more the evolution of who you are as a person. So as we, as we go through and deconstruct some of your story, let's talk about this because you said that you were thriving, you were doing sales, you were opening new businesses, but then at the same time, you respected your craft as a creative person, which is beautiful. So what was that kind of evolution between I'm hardcore real estate to now I respect my craft it's 2005 and then 2010 I'm paying taxes what was that transition like um it was my creation
0: but I understood the power of branding I took a class at New York Open Center with Lisa Price she was the beginning of that epiphany that there's a branding component to your craft And she, at the time she was working with an attorney that offered services for brands. And I, I, I soaked that up, you know, and when she's, when she, she talked about the flower being part of her logo and her brand. And I, I left that, that workshop, like, yeah, I need to register. I need to register my brand. This is my creation. I, I might as well. Do this you know like if even though I have a full-time career it's still my craft and my creation I'm selling it I need to you know do it the right way and 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 protect it and so um, that's why with you know I filled out the paperwork and you know Mm -hmm. I went through the process and I hired a graphic designer I was inspired by a vase uh, during an open house for the packaging. My packaging was once brown stripes and it was because I was inspired by a vase. And so I took a picture of this vase to a graphic designer. I said, can you create this in a, in a label, but make it different colors, you know, brown and different colors, a color for each fragrance. And so, yeah, that's, wow. that started me on that path of understanding branding. It's because I took that class with Lisa Price at, at the New York Open Center.
1: Well, and the education piece, I love this. Like I, you know, I always say in my, in my next life, I'm going to do more classes. I had a friend who has like four masters and I'm like, I just love the education piece of it. And so it's such a centering and foundational component of everything that you do. And even from your mom, you talk about how that's been your mom's journey. So when you think about this notion of education into practice, because we have a lot of people who can be very educated, but then the practicalities of translating that education into a brand can be hard. And you've done it, and you've done it really well. So talk about, kind of give us a crash course through from your education into your brand. You talk about essential oils. You talk about the spirituality of senses, absolutes, isolates, like Ha- talk about what the, the, the magic is from the education into your brands and those ingredients. Sure. Um, so, one of my first classes was
0: aromatherapy for the skin. And that's when I understood how powerful and, uh, and, and effective essential oils in their blended state, blended in certain in their right dilution, can have on the skin. And so, I took what I learned um, in that class and applied it to my face <laughs> initially. And it worked, you know, and I said, wow, I can put this blend in a body butter. And that's how we came up with the lavender cami. And so, you know, it's, it's tidbits. It's not always about taking the totality of everything you're learning and trying to figure out how to roll that into practice. It's taking little bites of what you learn and integrating those where they fit. And so, you know, I, I mentioned that my mom was very big on education because she didn't have the traditional educational um, uh, uh, path. She didn't go away to college, and neither did, did I. But if there's something about that that get, uh, created a, a different mindset and perspective on education where we're, we, took, we, we pull it in in bite sizes. You know what I mean? And so we continue our education – as students of life and we take the classes that we can apply to whatever we're doing. So if it means that I'm taking an aromatherapy class for hormonal balance or for pregnancy, because I want to know which essential oils are safe for pregnant women. So I can better educate my customers. And that's the class I'm going to take. If I want to do a chakra oil collection, I'm going to take a class, which I've done in essential oils for chakra healing. And so I think when we're creating something or we're building a business, it's always helpful to, to, to learn where you can and then take the bite sizes that you can apply instead of trying to bite off the whole curriculum, right? You know, we go to school and we get these masters and these doctorates and it's because we either want to be a doctor or we want to be a lawyer or, but a lot of times, you know, I have friends that are walking around with multiple degrees you know, I have friends that have uh, JD and BAs and all kind, and they're not, they're doing something else. They're making ice cream or something else.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love this. It's, it's, it's the tidbits. It's, it's not trying to say, I'm going to do everything all at once and let me take my time. And when you think about the learning and the studying and really figuring out the little bits that you need to make fit now Where did you start with Butter by Kiba? Like, what was that first note? Because you also talk about your lavender cami, you have frankincense, you have lemongrass. Like, where did you start? And what was kind of the hardest challenge that you experienced starting there? Well, I started with Precious Sudan. And
0: that was really just trying to replicate something that someone gave me. And I really just sat on a weekend and smelled it, and smelled it, and smelled it, and de- in my mind, there's something I do with my head where I connect the notes, I, I, de- I deconstruct them in my head, right, and so I write down what I'm feeling, or what I'm sensing, or what it smells like, right, um, and for a long time, I was just, you know, let me, let me see what the African, you know, oil raw materials guy has, you know, they bring in oils. All right. And then let me see what these institutions, let me see if I can, if I can identify certain essential oils that are in these blends. Right. And so finally, you know, you st- after practice, you realize, oh, this is what this, let me mix these essential oils together. This smells just like what this guy is. <laughs> so that's what I did. Really, you know, it's like deconstructing, but then putting my own twist. And so, precious Sudan, right? And this is all, you know, on. The, I, you know, I'm I'm pretty transparent with the blends. Is a blend of frankincense, sandalwood, um, vanilla, and cinnamon, right? Well, this is a very a, a, a known blend. This is not something I that's new. Right. And it's, there's an ancient aspect to this, but I recently took an advanced course with the American college of healthcare services called aromatherapy for cancer care. And what I learned was there is a blend of frankincense, cinnamon leaf and sandalwood that's excellent for anyone going through some sort of debilitated cell where the cell is is not rejuvenating and so there's a direct connection between these blends from ancient times and the and the body and it's the reason why perfumery was so prevalent in those days because it was a form of medicine and so it it blew me away when i'm sitting in this class i'm like that's my precious Sudan blend that she's talking about <laughs> that I deconstructed from the African oil, right? The Sudanese frankincense, right? I deconstructed that. This is what this blend is. Cause I can blend it. I don't know what's in this. I'm assuming there's cinnamon. It looks like it's a very thick resin, right? But when I put these essential oils together, it smells just like this. But in the class that blend is an aromatherapy blend. It's therapeutic and it's scientifically proven.
1: That was actually, you like hit my question because I was just thinking there's so much power here and we get stuck in the system of not being able to explore the natural uses of things that we have used in other places. And I like your discovery of saying, I put it on my face and it was working too. How do we determine with all of the blends for those of us who don't have the benefit of being able to go to the open center, how do you educate and how do you know what the different blends are and how they should be used? I mean, I buy a lot of books.
0: (laughs) I have a library here. I don't know if you could see it. (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) I, I buy a lot of books. Um, I have a Bible here by, uh, and it's a pocket book by Susan Warwood. She's a godmother of essential oils. Um, there are oils that are synergistic and you can pull up an oil in a book and it'll tell you which oils it works well with. Um, but I also work with my own God given intuition and memory. And there's something about each one of us that we can dig into and connect that will give us the answers that we're looking for and i didn't realize this until recently and i found a note from my mom that she had written to herself about me because i called her one day looking for answers about some. she says she, she wrote it in her notes she always does she says mccabe is looking for answers but she doesn't realize that if she would just sit quietly all of the answers that she's looking for are within her and it was such a like And this is a note I found after her passing, you know, now it was so powerful. I'm like, oh, my gosh, she's right. And that's for all of us. You know, yes, there's so much information out there, but a lot of it is within us. We are, you know, we're spiritual beings that have been here for a long time longer than our physical bodies. Right. So when we talk about meditation and mindfulness and, and being with oneself, those answers come up if we just allow them to. Um, But yeah, the information, the community is there. There's so much, you know, people can reach out, you know, to me, or they can, you know, pick up, pick up a handbook. You know, if you're wanting to learn about essential oils, pick up some books and read through them and, and, Pull the information out, extrapolate the information that connects with you and use your own intuition. If something doesn't smell right to you, then it's not right. You know, I went through a lot of essential oils and I didn't like them all. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of them are very medicinal and harsh. I went with the ones that I liked that smelled good to me. And, um, and those are the oils that are basic and simple that are the safest that you can find in your supermarket that are accessible to everyone. And I work with those first and then I get, I get intricate with the others as I I'm creating and building something, maybe a little bit nuanced and, and more complicated, but I stick with the basics.
1: And you do, I mean, it is, it's phenomenal because we have your brand. And so because of Butterby Kiva, we have the ability and your site and the content that is there, your quiz. And so it's fantastic because you also do custom blends. Mm-hmm. And so your ability to say, let me give you all something that I know works, that smells good, that is going to do the work that I say, but then I can also create something custom for you that must be such a, you know, as a creative, I can imagine that that's such a fun experience because you're using your intuition, but you're coupling it with someone else's needs and desires and wants. And the power of that blend feels like something very special.
0: Oh yes. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I take someone through the same intake form, a very similar intake form that we would use in aromatherapy. And I add to it components about smell that, Maybe what was your first experience with smell, as a grown-up or child? What what was it about it that you know enticed you? Or that you know what was your? What are the smells that you don't like? What was your first experience with smell that was negative? You know what I mean? All of those things to better understand someone's um, scentonomy, um, <laughs> and so and so, and then I take that and then I match that with my intuition and education. And then that's what comes out of that. So recently I did a blend for a beard line that's that launched um, a couple of months, months ago, Beard Daddy. And I did, I took a lot of that um, creative process and I blended six different blends for him. I took a lot of that from the information he gave. But then I used my own intuition, most of my intuition to create something for him that I knew he would love. And and then I went back, I reverse engineered it. And then I went back and looked at the essential oils that I connected with. And there were notes in there, there were essential oils in there that were great for prostate cancer. <laughs> there were notes that are good for stress, for tension, for high blood. So all the things that, you know, we may that men may be concerned about were in this blend. But it was my intuition that brought me there.
1: That is everything about intuition. I mean, it's fascinating because we we have to allow ourselves the room to not only hear it, but to receive it and then to act on it as intuition. And I found that some of the worst decisions I've made are when I have second guessed it, or I've allowed so many um, other people's thoughts to creep into my own intuition from this notion of, well... They may know better than me or they may have a different experience and then it's like ah oh, i should have gone with my intuition i knew it sometimes it, you don't want to <laughs> yeah we, and that's work that we have to do but it will never steal you wrong it really won't and 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 even let's talk about actually the steering of your brand because for someone who started 2005 2010 you're going to all of the great street fairs and festivals you're selling. You've now expanded. And I love how you talk about creative and you talk about marketing because really the growth of your brand has come from your marketing. So you you talk about Pinterest, you talk about Apple, you've created an app, which is fantastic. And you're also selling on Amazon. So talk about kind of these steps forward that you've made and the impact that it's had on your brands and any recommendations that you have.
0: Sure. I mean, you know, <laughs> so that's I'm just going along. I'm just like taking <laughs> it all in and step-by-step step what I, you know what I mean? Like I, I have not, And I I was, I'm working with an influencer and I told her, I said, you know, I don't have VC funding. I don't have a marketing person. I don't have a packaging person. I designed my own box. I bought the pattern off of online for $2 and 99 cents. You know, I measured, I took a measuring tape and I measured my jar. You know what I mean? I did the schematic. I sent it to the people and made the box. So, you know, you work with what you have. Um, and I've worked with what I have from the beginning until now. And so, yeah, um, I learned this in real estate is like doing your best to dominate spaces where you can dominate, you know, and, and, um, you know, whether that be, um, you know, being in a space where there's not a lot of what you're, of what you are, what you're doing or, um, buying up space, you know, somewhere where no one isn't and learn that from one of our developers. Right. You learn a lot of things that you can apply. Right. From these guys. Um, And so, yeah, being, you know, having digital, I realized that having digital presence was so can be so pivotal, you know, and last year I ran a pretty nice campaign on Facebook that now got me an invitation to be part of the leadership group. And they did a nice interview, which I'll post later. Meta did a nice interview with me Um, that, you know, again, I worked with what I had. I worked with, you know, models that I had access to through friends and they created content for me. And I, I, you know, I learned about AI platforms. And so what I would say is a lot of these people are inboxing you. And I get a lot of pictures from random companies. I I look at them and respond. I look at their platform. I test it out. A lot of stuff has not worked. A lot of stuff has been um, you know um, counterproductive. But then a lot of it has worked, and a lot of it I've learned from. And so it is important for me um, to it's so funny, I was just speak emailing the the um, IP attorney that you had um, on last week, and she was saying, "Yeah, I so see you have all these different." Uh, <laughs> That's the first thing I do. You know, I don't have a trademark attorney. It hasn't been in the budget, but I will fill out a trademark application and I'll do it over and over again till I get it right. And now I have three active trademarks and one pending that's just been published. Um, And so, yeah, I, you know, you learn as you go, but you, you keep practicing and, you know, Amazon, I'm still on handmade. I started on Amazon handmade. You know, it's not the ideal for someone who ha- who wants to really um, do a, a strong launch and push. You want to be on Amazon standard, right? But for someone who wants to dabble, Amazon Handmade, if you're still making your products, it's great. Um, I went on there. I had no business on Amazon Handmade at, at the time because I didn't know what I was doing. I wasn't marketing. I just put my product up. But Amazon found me. And they put me, they fast tracked me into their accelerator. And so it was, but they, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't be on Amazon now or part of the accelerator if I didn't put my product on handmade, you know, kind of like, you know, miss, you know, mislisted. It wasn't listed properly. I had to do everything all over again, but they found me. And so sometimes it's experimenting with what you may not be. Um, an expert at. And just because you don't have a budget for expert advice, or you don't have, you may not have access to expert teams doesn't mean you can't learn as much as you can and then try it. Mm -hmm. A lot of what I do is reverse engineered. (laughs) Trust me. Yeah. A lot of stuff I've had to redo over, but I've learned a lot um, in the process. I've, you know, learned about, you know, I'm learning about Google analytics and I'm learning about, you know, links and code and um, the whole having my own app came from Facebook shutting down. You know, that day that Facebook and IGs shut down, I'm like, oh, heck no, I'm not going to be out (laughs) here with no channel for my people to buy my website. I I looked on Shopify as an amazing platform. If you have not shopped, I got to turn on the fan. I'm getting getting heated up in here. If you have not (laughs) If you have not perused the Shopify app store, you're doing yourself a disservice. Shop that app store. There is a plethora of applications, mom and pops who are doing the code, who are doing the work, that are offering a no-code solution to what you may need for your platform and for your website. And so there was an app called Plobal that was free, sitting right there. I'm like, I'm going to do this. I spent the day putting it together and they launched me. And now I have an app on um, Apple, on iOS and Google
1: Play. It is, you are, your tenacity, your words, it's so encouraging because you have one train of thought that you can't start a business until you have all this money saved and you have all these pieces and you have all these things. And you're talking through how the experimentation that I'm just gonna go and do it. I'm gonna learn, I'm gonna look for the tools and the tools that we have kind of right at our fingertips. It does take time, but our ability to navigate it and our ability to say, okay, Amazon, I have no business being on Handmade, but let me at least jump in and try it. And your resolve to say, it's about Amazon Handmade for me, and it, that may not be right for other people, but that was the stepping stone that got me into the accelerator program. Shopify was the accelerator that got me into globally that got me my free app and taught me how to do all of these different things for my business. And so I think that it is, it's so inspiring, it's encouraging, and it's a testament that we have to be our own biggest champions whenever we're building our businesses. We have to be able to step out and to learn and to push ourselves. And it is great to have a team like, or mentor like Lisa Price, who we all love. Um, but it's also whenever you can navigate and try and figure it out. And so when you think about this navigation, when you think about the tools, when you think about all of the the progress that you've made, where do you see the future for Butterby by Kiva? Because there's so much you can do. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm always about building my my direct to consumer community, building that community, and that's an ongoing commitment for me. Um, I would love to be in retail, but I am very, um, I'm I'm not apprehensive. I'm just, you know, I'm ve- I'm very careful. That's a strategic decision that. Um, Ha- th- that takes honing and understanding and practice and preparation. And so, yeah, I would love to be, you know, in one or two, you know, mass retailers. But, you know, right now it's all about building my community and having those long-standing customers, customers that have been ordering for me for, you know, now a decade. Um, and, you know, eventually, you know, I always said I want to move Butter by Kava into real, you know, like I do a, a hybrid of perfumery and aromatherapy, right? But the wellness component to my brand is very important to me because it's how I really came about. I was looking for something, you know, that worked for my own dry skin. I was looking for something that I can connect my senses to that will call me, that would give me inspiration because I was in a slump after, you know, returning from Egypt. I was looking for something that would help me at work. And so that wellness journey I well, always we said, I want to build a bigger platform, which I'm working on now with Centonomy and wanting to create a community of wellness for people that, you know, who know of aromatherapy, but they don't really know what it's all about. And I want to make it more accessible, you know, and more attainable um, and integrate Butter by Kaba, you know, in that platform, you know? Um, And so I see the brand as more of a, a wellness community. Um, and a bridge between perfumery and aromatherapy. I want to create those conversations. How can we bring back some of this ancient application in perfumery? Can we, you know, make really beautiful aromatherapeutic blends and have them sitting on a shelf at Saks or Bar- Barney's, you know, some, someone says, Oh my gosh, I'm feeling this, you know, all oh, that go by. Butterbike, let me go buy this, let me go buy (laughs) Butterbike and feel better. You know, I always have this, you know, uh, this, these grandiose ideas about therapeutic cosmetics, you know, and it's weird, it's direction, it's the direction where the the industry seems to be going, um, which is exciting and it's encouraging.
1: Um, I was going to ask you about that because you are right, like there's this ancient therapy piece, there's this modernization of how we think about wellness in our bodies, ingestibles, what we put topically and inside. And this notion of therapeutic cosmetics is really fascinating. Uh, is that really what you're seeing in terms of the trending of wellness, of products, when we think about the the beauty and wellness industry? It's, it's what, it, what it seems like.
0: You know, just the big news that that's coming out. You know, with like Furminish and the and the uh, the wellness company, wellness products, and you know vitamins and what have you. It just makes sense, right? That if we're going to be spending money on beauty and skincare, you know, there should be a hybrid there. There should be two and ones that really c- can work. So you know, I, there I should be able to to buy a. a fully organic aromatherapeutic, you know, perfume or body butter or body spray or something that would address a myriad of things for me. And there needs to be space cleared away for us to do that, you know, um, because it's, it's what we need. It's what our yes. you know, society needs right now is wellness. Um, and everyone, I think, and I had this conversation in my tech uh, accelerator, everyone needs to get on board you know we're in a space right now where we've come out of this multi pandemic whatever you want to call it it seems like every other week there's something else we need to all get on board with wellness on some level you know however we can as companies and as brands right and so in beauty yeah why why not it, it seems to be what's happening yeah there is there should be something you know, I made a aromatic spray that addressed my acne. I used to get cystic acne around my nose and my chin. This spray, you know, is a blend that balances the hormones. And so I stopped breaking out. My skin cleared up, you know, but it balances the hormones. And so, yeah, that why, that makes total sense. I, I shouldn't have to take, you know, the first answer shouldn't be, okay, well, get on birth control. You know what I mean? Like there are other yeah. answers out there, right? And so Why not there be um, the opportunity, right, for beauty founders and for chemists to get, you know, and for aromatherapists and for for the whole community around creating uh, cosmetics and creating these formulas to come together and say, okay, what can we make with this new, you know, um, biology technology, right? Which is that everyone's working on, you know, their own form of biology and, and, and biochemistry, What can we make that's dual, you know, therapeutic and um, effective for the skin?
1: Well, and I think that we just have no choice. I think that there is when we think about the environment, the impact of the environment, um, all of these new things that are popping up that we didn't know about we you know we won't even get into climate change but there's all these things that are impacting us in ways that they didn't before and so when we think about the therapeutic nature of what we're creating we all have to be focused on that and i love the work that you're doing with hands that make a difference because their mission is to provide support services that produce physically, mentally, socially, and academically healthy youth, young adults. um, And I, and I would even say even adults. So you have matched this notion of how do I support wellness through my brand, but you're also giving back in such a way that's supporting the mental the physical it, it it's all intertwined so talked about your work with the hands that make a difference
0: sure yeah oh my kids they are so hilarious and fun and inspiring um yeah a neighbor of mine who i met in my community garden said oh yeah we want we're going to start a curriculum you know for the kids we want to do something I said i want to do a aromatherapy workshop you know we need to b- help them balance their emotions and you know you know that will help them through school she was like that's a great idea. And um, yeah, it's really, you know, the first semester we had just two kids um, and it was in the thick of the pandemic and they were, they had it together already. They didn't need the emotional support, but what they loved was the idea of, you know, making something that they can sell you know, so that entrepreneurial aspect they're hungry for, you know, they love the idea of, okay, can I, can we, can we make this and, and I want to go out on 125th Street and sell it? Is that, is that what we're doing? You know, so, so yeah, it's about, um, the creative process, um, is a big piece in the workshop, um, for the kids. It's, you know, it, it helps confidence, you know, yeah. it makes them feel good. Right. And then they learn about the therapeutic components. And then they learn about the geography and when, where the oils come from. And then they learn some math, you know, um, with, you know, putting together a formula. And so it's that process, um, is what I found to be most beneficial to, to young people is just the whole creative process. Yeah.
1: You know, it's so great. Like we talk about with kids, I was at my daughter's, uh, a uh, parent teacher conference and they talk about she's in second grade And they were talking about the learning and the math and like how it needs to be fun and the games that they're playing to get the kids to be like, math is fun. Social studies is fun. You talk about geography, like it is fun. And the way that you're working with them to develop their own formulas and to really understand it and to be part of that process in a fun way, like you're really shaping the way that they're going to see the world, that they're going to learn and that they're going to be open to receiving more information than they may have never been exposed to,
0: I hope so. I mean, you know, they're, they're older kids. Yeah, I I agree. I mean, they're older kids, and you know, they're in their te- you know teens and early twenties, and they're at that age where there is uncertainty. And so, the biggest piece that I I pick up is the confidence. You know, that's a big. That's something that you know, at that age range, you really need. Um, and so, if there is a tool or a process or workshop or just the act of creating, and then just being exposed to the oils, and we work a lot with jasmine, right? Jasmine is very confidence boosting. Um, then, yeah, that's that's I, I I hope that that's the effect that that will have on them is that they will step into the world with more confidence in who they are, and their in their own capabilities and talents. You know, and so they can you know step out and say, yeah, I, I made this, and I can do this, that, and the other as well. You know, mm-hmm. um, and so yeah, <laughs> that's 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 the mission, right? To 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 send them away with some creative confidence and um, what they're making in the class and what they're doing outside of the
1: classroom. Oh, I just I love it. I mean. There are future humans leading the world. There are next presidents and heads of states. So I would love for them to come out with that sensibility. Um, Okay. So, Makeba, you've shared so much with us. We have this fun segment. It's our new rapid-fire segment. So we're going to add a little razzle-dazzle. So can you tell everyone your full name? Makeba Galan Lloyd. Okay. Did everyone hear that? Galan. So, Galan is the theme of our trivia, our rapid fire segment. So, this week we're calling it Galan's Island. Okay. Oh, we love that. Okay. So, rapid fire, you are stuck on Galan's Island with two essential oils. They are
0: Vetsavir and geranium. Vetsavir and geranium. Okay. Tell us
1: what vetiver is quickly.
0: It's a grass that grows in Haiti In Haiti, and it is a, oh, it, it's a calming, uh, it's a grounding essential oil. It's a calming essential oil. Uh, it's great for the skin. It's great for pain. It has an effervescence, an effervescence that is very um, astute and classy on the dry down, but it has a very animalic. Component on the opening. It's thick. It's brown. I just love it. (laughs) Oh my, I love it
1: now too. I'm like, I want that. I want that. And uranium. Okay. All right. You cannot be blank, add an adjective on Galan's Island. Fully clothed. Oh, this is, we smell good and we're not fully clothed. Okay. We got our skin out. (laughs) <laughs> okay, and the last one left with my memories only and in need of a pick me up, I would think about blank if I was stranded on Gilan's Island. Ooh,
0: the Nile on the felucca. Yeah, the felucca ride on the Nile.
1: Oh, always. Uh. Ugh. <laughs> You're just phenomenal. Thank you. That was that was fun. That was fun. a fun game. So before we wrap up, we always like to end and ask our guest with what's another brand that we should be supporting as part of our community. Ooh, oh, a Beauty. She has a oh. blue tansy uh,
0: uh, deep condition leave-in conditioner, styling conditioner that's out of this world. I use it every week. So yeah, Ajwa Beauty Blue Tansy Styling Leave-In Conditioner.
1: Oh, that was a great one. Yes, Ajwa Beauty. Thank you. That's a great, great one. Well, this has just been so much fun. I am so excited. I have to go buy that book from Susan Woodward. I cannot wait to dig in with you. Next time we're in New York, we're going to do some shopping on all these different oils. I cannot wait to get my sensory overload going between the oils and Butter by Kaba and all of the beautiful scents that you've created for us. Thank you. And thank you, Makeba, because every week I share an influencer I'm checking out. And this week, make sure to check out Ajoa Beauty. That's A-D-W-O-A Beauty. Make sure to follow and check out Ajoa Beauty. And as always, I love to leave you with one thing from today's guest, and that is what are the little tidbits of information, education that you have been learning that you can take with you and create something beautiful on this journey that we call entrepreneurship? Makeba talked about taking little bits of what you learn and making it fit. So I challenge you to take the little bits of what you're learning and to make them fit for you. And with that, follow, rate, and subscribe to Business of the Beat on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. You don't want to miss an episode, and we love to hear from you. Leave a five-star rating and a review. Until next week
0: business of the beat is hosted by kendra bracken ferguson assistant producer jenny sock associate producer Ariel mancebo executive producer kendra bracken ferguson edited by fish mar creative executive producer ken johnson find the business of the beat podcast on apple podcast google podcast iheart radio spotify stitcher tune in odyssey amazon music or where you get your podcast and on ig at business of the beat business of the beat is a mean old line media production everybody in your crew identifies as either big mac burger mcnuggets or mccrispy sandwich but you're the filet fish sandwich all day that crispy fish that savory tartar sauce that melty cheese that pillowy bun yeah you get it